Welcome to the Union Fitness Podcast, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, we got an exciting week here. As always, Todd Hammer with co-host Charles the Edward Jasper. And the finest producer this side of the Allegheny River. With the curliest mustache in town. With the worst mustache we can ever find out there, Josh the Elsass of Robert Morris Penn State and Two Beers Deep fame from all his podcasting, <laughs> wow. athletic uh, prowess, if you will, all the things he's done throughout his life. What an interesting guy. You know, we don't give enough credit to him, but I just want to say thank you, Josh, for all you do for us. Thanks, Todd. You got it, brother. Uh, this week, exciting week, CJ. This is probably the biggest guest we've ever had. You know, we, we're, we're getting we're getting administrative level now. Yeah. We're, we're done with the coaches. The king of the castle. King of the castle. I like that. Yeah, king of the castle. Uh, so, so little backstory here, you know, um, we reached out to a local university, reached out, kind of cold called an AD and said, Hey, we're here. We, we are here to help. How can we partner with you guys? And we got a call back and this gentleman, John, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, rhymes with with absolute, Mm -hmm. absolute, uh, is the athletic director at Point Park University right across the river here. And we've been lucky enough to work with some of his athletes this year. We have uh, our, our guy, Cody Miller, leading the front over there. Yeah, Cody's the, the man. Um, and we're excited. We're going to have uh, John on here to talk about himself, talk about Point Park Athletics. Also, one thing I want to delve into, I know, with him is uh, leadership and how you kind of steer the ship when you're in charge of coaches who can be challenging at times and athletes who can be fun but challenging at times and all that different stuff. So, John, welcome to the show. For having me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for thinking of me. And just let me first say, um, you know, the partnership has been great. It's been unbelievable. I think it's just, it's continued to make dividends within our athletic program. And it's kind of like legitimized our athletic program this with this day and age because, you know, a college athletic program without strength and conditioning, there's only, you're going to hit your ceiling. And um, just you guys working with us and um, it just kind of gives us more of that legitimate college athletic feel. So I really thank thank you a lot for you know making you guys available, being flexible. It's been it's been a great partnership. So I can't tell you how many times I have student athletes that I walk by. I just say, hey, thanks a lot for doing that. Thanks for getting those guys in here. It's been really good. They they look forward to to you guys coming and them getting the true strength and conditioning workout from guys that are. You know, the good thing, too, about you guys is you guys have all, most of you guys have worked in the college athletic world. So, you know, it's we're getting our own college strength and conditioning coaches. You know, um, so it's been, it's been really good for us. Thanks. John, well, what year did you get to Point Park? Guys, 2018. September. 2018. Bummer. Yeah, 2018 is when I, when I got here. September 2018 is when I started here. So we're a big Point Park po- uh, podcast. My brother was a rugby player at Point Park. He okay. graduated in 16. And uh, my partner at Thoughts from the Bench, uh, Derek Whiten, was a goalkeeper at Point Park. Uh, oh, wow. He graduated in 2015. So, so. now you have new contacts. Hey, okay. man. PPU for life. That's great. Hey, I need their addresses before it does. I need to solicit them for some donations. We run a, a tech startup. Uh, we don't have any money. Uh, you guys are going to have money soon, though. You're, yeah. gonna, you're, in the, you're in the right business. You're going to have money soon, so we'll wait. The first, the first funding we get for Thoughts from the Bench, it's going right to you. Got it. We're Appreciate ready. Let's it. take over the world. We'll yeah. donate. We're, we're for this. Well, Josh has never had the first question, so that's an exciting. Yeah, this is like pretty thunder. exciting for us. So tell us about uh, you know your experience, how you got to where you are today. Um, I, you know, I know you're from Toronto, and I have to say this, being that you're from Toronto, Toronto is famous for one thing: having the worst rapper ever. Ooh, wait, wait, that's wait. very <laughs> mean. I had to go. It go. better not be the guy with the name start with a D. It better not be. It better be one of the old rappers I was trying to catch up. <laughs> it, can't be, it can't be. It can't be the guy with the name. He so means Justin be Bieber. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's, He's not that good of a rapper. Yeah. Clearly, I was speaking of Justin Bieber. Um, yeah. Okay. And not <laughs> the weekend. Halftime Super Bowl spectacular. Uh, let, let me ask you: Did you enjoy the halftime show? I mean, it was cool. Uh, the weekend is like, I don't think he's a halftime show type of guy. So when I heard that, I was like, the weekend, a halftime? I, I was like, okay, but I mean, it's another Torontonian on, on, national, on the national stage. So I was happy for him. It was cool. It was good. I mean, there's a lot of memes that's been that, that's been that's came out of it. So yeah, hey, city. You know, we'll take that. I, I knew I wasn't really feeling it when I realized I was scrolling Instagram halfway through because I was like, eh, I just got it. It wasn't, it wasn't 
Yeah, yeah, like he wasn't holding your. It attention. wasn't Prince. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a show. He's not like a showmanship that's gonna get up there. Like I just, I was like, it didn't match when I was like, yeah. wow, wow, he's getting. I was happy, but I was like, ah, that doesn't really go together. Halftime and weekend, I was like, that's so. All right, well, all right. So tell us how. So how <laughs> how do you? I know you've only been there for a few years now. So tell us how how you ended up there. Um, you know, just I'm a. Uh, I played college athletics. I went to. I played Division One basketball at University of New Orleans coming out of high school. Like you said, I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. And then um, I transferred, finished my basketball, my college career at Xavier University in New Orleans, Louisiana. And um, I just got right into the world of athletics right after finishing. I started working and, um, on a college basketball team at a community college in Texas. And I was just, at that point, my dream was to be a, um, a head men's basketball coach. I went to a couple of different places. Um, and one of my last stops is, uh, on the basketball side was at Duquesne University. I came to Duquesne University. That's what brought me to Pittsburgh. Uh, I was working on the men's basketball staff at Duquesne. After that, I left. I went to East Carolina University, worked there on the men's basketball staff. And after that, I kind of had like a shift in saying, hey, I, wanna, I might want to move to the administration side. Um, fully, a lot of my um, mentors and people that I was working with were kind of like, you know, at that point I was in my mid to late 20s and I was like, I was still trying to figure out, okay, do I want to chase this coach, coaching, head coaching thing or do I want to do something different? A lot of people that I was talking to that, that, that are my advisors and I believe in and just said, hey, you know, why don't you try to the administration side? And I've always kept an eye on, like, every school I've worked at, I've always kept an eye on, like, a close eye on, like, the AD and how they do things. And I've always, it always piqued my interest. So I was like, hey, let's give it a try. Um, and it just so happened when I was, when I made up my mind to try to give that side a try. I didn't know which level. I didn't know high school, college, university, community college, university. I didn't know which, which way I wanted to do. So there was a high school AD job that opened up here in Pittsburgh. I see myself high school. I threw my hat in there and went through the process, got the job there. So I started off as a high school. And at that point, I was like, okay, I could just be a high school AD. I'll be happy with this. I was there for a couple of years. Um, and dominated. College. And dominated there. Oh, yeah. we Man, I got in there. Yeah. I, I, I got in there. Had a good time, man. We we uh, state championships on the women's basketball, men's basketball. One there was one year that I was there, and the, at the state championship game, we had the men's played men's team played one day, and the women's played the next day. We had both teams at state championships, and our football That's team wild. was unbelievable. Was that uh, was Luke Luke Rumbaugh your quarterback? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, Luke was our quarterback. Yeah. All right, yeah. that's my guy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I coached him him for for four. Years. Maybe five years, Robert. I don't know. Probably six or seven. Yeah, he might have hung around a little bit extra. Yeah. <laughs> Luke is a good kid, man. I always like, always like Luke. He's yeah, really, really is. Yeah, so I was there for a couple of years. Um, we had like, like we had an unbelievable run while I was there. Um, and they um, and one day someone was one of my friends was telling me, he's like, "Hey, you ever thought about going to college route?" I'm like, "Ah, I don't know if I, I would ever get the chance. I'm I'm interested in high school right now." I'm, I'm, you know, we're doing well, but I was like, I don't, you don't really read out there too many guys going from high school to, to college as far as ADs. You see this first coaches, like football coaches, things that mm-hmm. nature, but not AD. So a job opened up at Community College Beaver County, and I was like, you know, let me just, let me see what happens. Let me just see, at least I, I'll get the experience of doing an interview at the college in case it ever camp comes up again. So I got into that, I threw my hat in there, I got into that process, I went through the process, and they, they said they wanted me, so I was like, hey, let's, let's, let's do it, because, again, I've been walk, working in college basketball since I graduated, and that just seemed a little bit more my speed at, at the college level. So I was at Community College Beaver County, we did a lot of neat things there, added more sports, um, stabilized some of the teams, and then um, I went over to CCAC for a little bit, because, again, trying to climb my way up. CCAC was a bigger school than CCBC. Um, I had more responsibilities, four campuses. Um, so, you know, it was just a bigger job that would help me in terms of moving up the ladder. I was there for a little bit, and I think on like my eighth or ninth, seventh or eighth month there, I had a meeting with the um, my now boss, the VP of Student Affairs here at Point Park University, because they play their basketball game at CCAC. So we met. Um, about just the arrangements because I was a new AD at CCAC we were meeting about like you know how they just they would just introduce themselves to me and then like maybe the very next week their job came open and I was like wow so um, I had a really good um, talk with them with the with my VP of Student Affairs and when we met at that point I was like hey Mike he seems like a, you know he knows he was a former college athlete played soccer at Robert Morris and I was like it's not too not too often where you find someone in his role that 
knows about college sports the way he knows because as a former student athlete. So again, I threw my hat in there. You know, it's, it's a, it would be a job where I wouldn't have to move. It's like it's an hour. It's not an hour. It's a mile and a half, two miles away from CCAC where I was, where my office was. So threw my hat in there, went through the process, and I was blessed enough to get the position. And I started here in September of 2018. And it's been it's been great. Yeah, it's it, it's funny when we uh, we started working with with you guys over there. Yeah, I, I'd come from George Washington University, and it 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 and and I've said this to a couple of people at George Washington. I'm like, it's weird how similar Point Park and George Washington are, and they seem very different. You know, one's Atlantic Ten, all these things, but you have that inner city feel, and everything's you know, you, you're making the best of what you have, and that's the one thing I, I know I want to talk on at, at Point Park. Being in a city campus, it's not always easiest. I know your softball team has to travel. And you're trying to juggle, you know, all these different balls, yeah. um, and and you know, keep your coaches happy, keep your athletes. And we already talked about it. Keep your to me a big thing at the AD is keep your athlete feeling like they're a part of the process. They're yeah. not just a cog, but they actually yeah. matter. Um, how do you balance all that? You know, at, at a school like so, where you have some some facility challenges where you don't have fields. You know, it's like a Georgetown or a George yeah. Washington, where you're in the city, in the city. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you know, we, what I tell my coach all the time is, you know, there are some difficulties just because where we're located, like you said, our facilities are slim to none. But, you know, there are some positives, too. I mean, you know, as far as our, our, the large body where student athletes, you know, they're going to be, after they're finished playing, they're going to be going to the, to the job world, right? You know, we hope that some, you know, play professional and, or go higher in their, in their sport, but they're going to be going to the professional world. And one of the advantages of working right downtown is you're in the midst of everything, right? You Internships are so easy to get. You know, our school, because again, where we're located, a lot of our professors are so, there are so many relationships in the business world. I mean, my first year here, we had a student athlete that played, that was on the track team and on the soccer team. He was in his senior year, going into his senior year, he did a um, internship. I, I'm going to mess this up. Price Waterhouse. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, they're right there. And um, he had already had a job in the senior year. He already had a going senior year. He had a job already waiting for him after his senior year. Um, so things like that are what we, we kind of focus on. I was telling my coach and student athletes, hey, you know, we can do two things. We can either focus on negatives or focus on positives. Focus on the positives, we'll, we'll, I think we'll have a better time and be able to accomplish all our goals. And you know, one of the things too that we try to use, and I, I know our coaches use, is just because of the difficulties that we have, you know, we don't have, we can't just, you know, walk downstairs and look outside and see our baseball pool we have to travel. I think that makes us a little bit tougher too. So we, we use that to just motivate our student athletes. Um, it is tough, you know, but I'm pretty sure when you go to other other universities that have all the facilities right there, they have challenges too. I mean, it's not, the, the grass is not always greener and everybody has their challenges. It's, like, it's what you determine to focus on, right? And I think we try to focus on the positives and um, I think and we've been very successful. We've been uh, overall been a very successful athletic program, even with you know we don't have all the facilities that we need, and we have to travel for everything, for practices, for games, things of that nature. We make we make do the best as we can. We make different partnerships, just like how we have the partnership with you guys for the strength and conditioning. We just try to you know do that, do those type of things to give a more legitimate feel and kind of get the engagement of the student athletes. Because like we said, the number one thing is you got to keep your student athletes and your coaches engaged. They check out. It's 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 a wrap. They're not going to have a successful program. Absolutely, and and I know. I mean, one thing for us is that that's been a huge thing with the the college teams that we do work with is that you know offering that Division One kind of experience for the athlete who you know isn't necessarily Division One. Because I know for me personally, the one thing that shocked me when I got over there was the level of some of the athletes is higher than I expected. Yeah. You know, coming from a guy who. You know, CJ has been in a national championship game and won double A yeah. football, you yeah. know, and seen high level, been with a yeah. professional baseball. And and I know, you know, speaking for myself, coming from George Washington, I was thinking, yeah. oh, these, you know, they're not going to be as athletic. That's, and yeah. I was I was floored by some of the athletes. I mean, they're yeah. some good kids. Yeah, and some yeah. work as hard, if not harder, than some of the D1 maybe to, like, prove a point or have an edge, but there are yeah. a lot of hard workers over there. You know, a team really takes on the characteristics of their coach, right? You know, if the coach is, you know, like, you know, you look at West Virginia basketball, Bobby Huggins, you know, <laughs> how hard those got, and that's how his teams play. So I like to say the same thing about, like, you know, our student-athletes, they take on the role of coaches, and I think that, I think our coaches take on the role of, take on my characteristics as an athletic director. I think that those are the type of things that I'm not afraid to, you know, 
you know, get my hands dirty and work hard. And that, you know, as a student, as an athlete, that's the, that's the way I was. I wasn't the, the, the most talented, but I just, you know, just worked hard and worked hard. And it's the same thing in my career, just work hard, work hard, and try to move up the ladder. So, you know, you can't be afraid of hard work. And you've got to have a little bit of greatness, a little bit of resiliency, and, you know, just a little bit of toughness. So, you know, mix all that up, and you'll be, you'll be, you'll be successful or whatever you want to do. So, so I got I got to ask about being a strength coach. So, who were your uh, who who did you work with as strength coaches when you were at Duquesne and at East Carolina? You know, so our, at East Carolina, it was so football focused. Yeah, the football team was unbelievable. Like the football team was kind of yeah, yeah. everything. Like, you know, we were traveling charter flights. Flights for the football team was so good. Um, so, like, I know that I can't recall his name, but he was there was like a. Can't recall his name. I'm sorry. It's been so long ago. That's all right. I, I knew Jeff, who I think still still Jeff there. Connors? Jeff Connors, who's yeah. with football there, older gentleman. Okay. He was a big influence to me personally as a strength coach, and he's had quite a few people I've known working. That's okay. why I asked that one. Obviously, Duquesne. Um, it. I've known obviously being at Robert Morris for a long time. The different strength coaches who have been through there as well. Because yeah. it's such. And it's funny you were talking about. Hey, I was here and I met this person. Talked to this person. And I think so many, and this is something that you know you can give to those students. So many of them don't understand that everyone knows everyone, not just in athletics. Because I remember the first time we met, and I had GW jacket on. You said, "Where'd you get that?" You said, "Mojo." Immediately, I'm like, "Mo's great." Mojo just had a kid. Oh yeah. Two days ago, sent me a picture. Dang. He's a dad. Uh, But it's funny. Then you know he he ends up you know being let go of George Washington. Nice assistant George Mason working with a yeah. good friend of mine that I used to work with over there. So it, I think the the students understanding and you said you know being in the city, everyone knows everyone. And Pittsburgh's even worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pittsburgh, everyone knows everyone and exactly. you have to I have always said every day is a job interview. Yeah. That's you know, true. If you're not it's... preparing for that next job, then you're not pre- being you're just you're you're toast. Yeah. You know, you have that's no true. chance of success. So that's true. What are the highlights of Point Park this year? What's uh what's happening over there? We've been paying attention, it's but been a wild year. Well, it's been man crazy. Um, well, our men's women's soccer team are doing unbelievable. They um, because this year for the first ever, I, I can't ever remember this happening. Fall, soccer is the fall sport, but this year it's kind of half. You played you played your fall schedule, season schedule, and then we're picking back up in the spring. A couple of teams have a couple of games, and then we go right into playoffs. But right now, both teams, depending on um, the couple ready season games that are left, they're in the they're either first or second. Both are men's soccer team and women's soccer team, so they're eager to get started back because they got such a really good start in the, in the fall part of the season. Um, so they've been doing really well. Um, our our cross country and track and field teams are doing indoor indoor tra- it's indoor track right now. They're doing unbelievable. We just had last week the conference. Male indoor and female outdoor. I'm sorry, male indoor and female indoor track athletes of the week were both uh, Park student athletes. So we we swept those awards on the male side and female side. So they're gearing up right now. I think they have their conference meet coming up, indoor conference meet coming up soon. Men's and women's basketball. You know, there it's been stop and go, stop and go, but they're they're tracking along. I mean, we have a couple more games before we get into our conference playoffs. And then baseball, spring sports, baseball, softball, um, they're they're eager and ready, man. I just spoke to both coaches, and both coaches are excited about their teams. They're about to take their trips, their spring training trips down south. And then next week, they could both go to Florida um, and they get started. Um, so yeah, they're they're very excited. I'm looking forward to them doing doing really well too. Our our baseball coach. This team, not last year, not the year before, two years ago, they um, they were one game away from the um, going to the World Series. And I asked my coach, I was like, you know, what do you think about that team versus this team that you have this year? He's like, this team is much more talented. He's like, just some things that have come together. But he's like, this team is much more talented. He's like, our pitching staff is better. Uh, we got better hitters. So I'm, I'm excited for the um, spring sports. And then our competitive cheer team and competitive dance team, if you've never been to a, a, a dance competition, a competitive, competitive dance competition, you need to come check one out because these ladies are some unbelievable athletes. They're, like, just jumping off the floor and diving and just, like, flipping. It's, it's crazy. And they've, they've been very competitive, too. They have their um, regional meets coming up, too. So it's been it's been very busy. I mean, we're, we were one of the few athletic programs that were having fall sports, but it's, it's been very busy, and we're just, you know, looking forward to just, you know, having a, having a successful year overall. 
Now, one thing is, I mean, you guys are NAIA, and I know, you know, a lot of people don't know what, well, what the difference is. In layman's terms, very basic, you know, how, how do you describe when someone says, hey, you're Point Park, what, what, what is NAIA? What's the difference? Uh, I just quantify it to like a Division II. It's, just, it's, it's very similar to the, the way Division II works in terms of how the scholarships work, Division II, the, the, the level of competition is Division II. I mean, you're going to get those student-athletes that maybe were a little bit overlooked, maybe they didn't play on the club circuit as much, um, and they didn't get in front of those Division I coaches. But, I, again, we compete with a lot of Division II schools in our non-conference schedules across all sports, and you know, we compete with them sometimes to beat them. I mean, we had Ohio Valley was ranked top 10 Division II men's soccer um, team last year. We, they came here, and we, we beat them at high mark. Um, so, yeah, I compare it to – I always equate it to Division II because a lot of people are very, very familiar with Division II's with all Division II schools around. So I, just, I equate us to Division II school because our scholarships work the same level of competition is, 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 is very comparable. Well, let me get a plug there. If you've never been to High, have you been to Highmark Stadium? Oh, Riverhounds. Well, yeah, you've been there for concerts. Concerts. There's a. <laughs> I'm talking about like for a sporting event. Yeah, the, the Riverhounds. I think okay. they're behind us yeah. right here. Yeah, yeah. that that. Yeah, there you go. I was actually just talking to your women's soccer coach about this over there, and we had a lift the other day, and I said, I mean, that that has to be such a such a huge recruiting thing because that's one of the best stadiums around for it's so cool. for college it's, soccer. It's gorgeous. It's huge recruiting, but it's also good as far as like when we play our games there because. When the opposing team comes and they get off their bus and they start taking pictures instead of warming up, right. <laughs> that's they're a out. that's a win. They're done. We got them. They're done because they're so enamored with it and they're like looking and taking pictures and taking selfies before the game instead of warming up. It's like okay, we got them. They're not they're not on, on, on their game. So yeah, it's it's and recruiting wise, like you said, it's unbelievable to bring recruits there and their parents there and they look wild, especially. The ones from out of state that don't know about high marking, you pull up there, you get there, you're like, wow, this, this is what we're playing games in practice. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a huge, huge recruiting tool. It's funny. You said something there, which something that uh, the last coach I worked with at, at George Washington, Jamie and Christensen, said to me, um, and this cracked me up because he knew I was at Robert Morris when he was at Mount St. Mary's. So mm-hmm. automatically he had like a chip on his shoulder when I got, you know, we get there together. And, yeah. and, uh, and he says, uh, he goes, I got to tell you this story. And it reminded me of what you just said there. You know, when you see teams get off the bus and they're taking pictures and they're intimidated, mm-hmm. you can see like, oh my God, this is so nice. And he said, you know, his second year or something, they played in the championship game against LIU. And he said, we decided to go back to Mount. We had a couple of days before the game, so we went back to Mount. All the guys got their stipend. They all went and bought new shoes. That's what you know, every basketball player new shoes, yeah, new shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, so we go up to LIU and everybody has their new shoes on. We lose by twenty. And he's like, we just get annihilated. So the next year, we're at Robert Morris for a championship game, and we beat whoever. I think they beat Wagner, and they're headed down to Robert Morris. He says, we're not going back. We're not going back. And no one's buying shoes. And he <laughs> says, so we, we get to Robert Morris, and we get on the court, and Lucky Jones, who Lucky Jones still get, trained him, trained him last year, uh, my last year at G-Dub for professional basketball. And he says, you know, they get on the court, and Lucky has brand-new shoes on for Robert Morris. And he said, my point guard walked over me. He goes, Coach, we got him. And he goes, what do you mean? How do you know? He goes, they all got new shoes. We got our old shoes. We're going to win this game. And those small little things in athletics, yeah, and unless yeah. unless you've been through it, you don't know how big yeah, that is. Yeah. And that, that thing about getting off at Highmark and taking pictures. Yeah. You know, when, when, when the other team gets off the bus and goes, wow. Yeah. I Shell wish shop. we had. Yeah, it's, yeah. I remember at Robert Morris when we played at Youngstown. Yeah. You know, it's like we got off and said, look, you know, look at Youngstown Stadium. I knew we had no chance. And I hate to say it, but I see guys looking around with their eyes yeah. glaring. Out the head, yeah. And that's probably why when I was at Robert Morris and we beat Kentucky, they walked into the Soul Center and said, so what, what are we doing, <laughs> what are we doing here, man? Let's go home. Where's the road gym? Okay, get us out of the auxiliary gym. Where's the road gym? Right. Where are we playing at? <laughs> You're absolutely right. I remember that, that Kentucky game. I remember when we went to North Dakota State for the championship game, game for Dakota football. State, yeah. Same thing. They got off the bus. They got in there. They're like, oh, this is like a real thing. And like the fans were like packed and there were dudes in like bison outfits and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like choreographed chants. Real, yeah. real Fargo like people. An actual, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Penn State has uh, the same advantage with their hockey rank. That, I saw it.
And when Jamie was oh, yeah. when Jamie was at Pitt, those first, you know, whenever they went like a hundred, yeah, and whatever games without losing at home, how many of those games did did, did that crowd make that difference? So, yeah. how are we going next year to pack the house of Point Park? TJ? Here, I got this one. Hold All on. right, bring let's, it on let's, us. Let's back it up. Well, I'm going to back it up. Oh, we're backing it up. I'm backing it up now. Let's play this game. So you're that team that's walking into that stadium, and you want your your guys, your girls, to appreciate the moment. But how are you going to be? as a leader, to remind them that you still have a job to do? What, what are some of your tactics coming from a leadership role? Well, I've seen, so I've seen coaches do this before. I've seen coaches where, like, you know, if they've been, like, a coach, an opposing coach coming to Point Park University, and they've been to Highmark before, and they've played at Highmark before, and they've seen that their student-athletes, the way they react to the pictures. I've seen them do, like, a rehearsal where they'll come in a day early, they'll bring their team to the field, so they can do all that stuff a day before, not on the day of the game, a day before, and get all that stuff out of the system. And then day game, okay, boom, because, you know, we've already gotten that stuff out of the way. All the butterflies are out. Again, all the butterflies, get all the pictures, get all the surprises, and just, you know, walk just walk around the field and, 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 and get a feel for it. I've seen, I've seen coaches do that uh, because, you know, you don't want, you don't want some of your players the first time being on the field and seeing that atmosphere, seeing that. You don't want it to be like right before the game. So I've seen I've seen coaches do that too, but I mean there's different things you can do. You know, you can kids are gonna be kids regardless, mm-hmm. but you can you know talk to them and talk about focusing focusing on the game. But I think that if you're able to say, okay, hey, you know what? I know the way they're gonna react. So let's even maybe go there a day earlier, maybe get there even earlier before the game. Let them do that. Bring them back in as a team. It's okay. All right, we've got nine every system. All right, let's focus on the game now. Um, so I think that's that's something some of the tactics that coaches would use it or I would use it if I was in that coaching role. So so next year we're bringing the Union Fitness Day at the Point Park game. The Union Maniacs. That's right. We'll find a better name. <laughs> we're bringing the yeah, we're bringing we the time. crowd next year. I mean, I know this year is a little rough with uh yeah. with the fan situation. I know you guys are playing at home for the first time ever. Yeah. This yeah, year. Yeah. How's that changed things for you? Man, it's been good. It's been really good. Um, you know, even though we have no, we don't want to have any fans. It's just good to be able to just walk downstairs and, and, and be in the gym and play and play home games. It's like you, know, you have a real home advantage. That's where you practice every single day, and especially with basketball. I think that like, you kind of develop a feel for like the gym, the floor, where you know how the ball bounces and, and, and your rim if they're loose, if they're tight. You get all that stuff. And you're just comfortable in there because you're in there every single day. But it's been it's been really good, you know, just all around from the game operations, not having to go through anybody. I mean, just think about if we're using CCAC this year with all the cancellations and rescheduling and everything, it'd be just a logistical nightmare having to go through another person to you know schedule your times and cancel times and you know get things ready. But it's been good. You know, I, I'm hoping that we could do it moving forward for some maybe some select games um and, and be able to have some of our our fellow student body not have to travel to the north to the north shore but um it's been good it's been, it's been good all along and i know the coaches are happy about it the coaches are asking can we do this next year can we can we, can we play here all all of our games or most of our games next year so but we'll see what next year brings i do i know i definitely do want to have some game checks i know it'd be great for the student bodies to be able to walk over um, to, to student center and be able to watch their games and cheer on their fellow, their, um, their fellow classmates. Yeah. That, I mean, I know that's one of the, you know, challenging things, but as you talk about that, I, I remember my last year at George Washington, we played up in Brooklyn for the A-10 tournament at, uh, what's yeah. the, the big arena? Um, uh, quick, uh, in Brooklyn, Barclay Center, Barclay Center, Barclay Center, you know, and, and it's an intimidating building. Because yeah. one, I think this is just badass. They have a banner for Jay Z. Like they, oh, yeah? they have banner championship banners, and then they have eight straight sold out nights Jay Z banner. I was like, all right, that's oh, cool. wow. all right. MSG has that for Billy Joel. Do that? Well, yeah, it, it, it's it's a little more <laughs> badass. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Brooklyn, I see. Manhattan. Yeah. 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 But we had wow. one dude, Terry Nolan, and Terry now actually plays at Bradley. He tra- ended up transferring out of George Washington. And the guy was a baller, and he was also a guy that stepped up when it was time to step up, and it was funny. I, he had two phenomenal games there. Beat UMass, and we, we had Mason on the ropes and ended up losing on some late shots. And I'm convinced there are those players that when they walk into Barclay, they turn it on. And 
And, you know, one of my challenges as a coach is always, can you turn that on in practice? Can you turn that on <laughs> in the non-conference? Can you turn that on, like, other times? Because we're so much better. Yeah, um, yeah. It, but there's just something about when that, that type of kid, a Terry Nolan, and the kid could jump out of the building. He would, you know, a guard who would dunk on everyone and yeah. all these things. He can't, you know, he got he entered the Barclay Center and it was his building. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's one of the coolest things to see in athletics. When you see that kid that comes in and says, Jay Z Banner, I got you, Jay. Level up. Yeah, this is time for yeah. me. Let me show you what I have. Yeah. Um, so that's last good. big question I got for you. So you get into Point Park and you've had all these different leadership experiences. What's your first thing you do? You want to get all the coaches, and, and you know, I've worked with them. Coaches at times can be needy because they are worried about their team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not worried about the department. I'm the baseball coach. I'm worried about baseball. I'm a softball coach. I'm worried about softball. Um, how do you, you know, w- w- what's the unifying message you bring when you initially walk in the door to bring everyone together? And the big thing, too, is just um, you, you come in as, as a new leader, and you, I, I just kind of tell them, like, hey, you know, we – we're all a team, just like how you, you guys are coaches. You guys work with teams every single day. Um, so, you know, we, we're working for the betterment of each other and for the betterment of the athletic department. One of the things, too, that I've worked on and, and I've, what we use here almost as a, as a motto is we – and you'll see if you go on our Twitter pages, you'll see it all the time. We, we use the um, hashtag one big team. And I think that's really helped galvanize the athletic department to really work together. Um, so, you know, I just, I think the one thing too, that is different about me as an athletic director that the coaches respect and the coaches, I would say maybe listen to me a little bit more is I've been in the shoes, right? I've been on the coach's side. So I think that credibility, you know, helps me in terms of, you know, trying to get everybody to work together, um, for, for a common cause. And, um, you know, with the, on the student athletes side too, I, I like to think it's not too long ago I was in their shoes too. So again, what I say kind of resonates a little bit more when I'm, when I'm talking to them because they know I'm, I'm talking from experience. So that's really helped me in my career in terms of, you know, working with coaches. Like you said, coaches are tunnel vision. They're worried about their team. They're worried about maximizing their opportunities. And sometimes it could get a little bit narrow vision where they're not, you know, worried about like, you know, for example, for, for Sharon James, our men's basketball coach, like, you know, I need this time. I need to get ready. I need this. But also, like you know, women's basketball needs time too. Volleyball needs time too. They're they're aspiring to do exactly what you want to, what you're trying to do too. So it's like you know, um, just making sure that they're able to understand things from different point of views. And again, it is hard at times because, like you said, coaches are coaches. You, you know, one you you know you know how coaches think. So it's you know, speaking from experience, um, being able to have that credibility of you know, I was a coach. I know. I understand. You know your battles and, and what you're trying to achieve. Um, and just kind of, you know, making sure that we are looking at it from a team point of view. Like, we're athletic department. We are, we are, we are one team. We're one big team. We're trying to accomplish all the same goals. Is what I is what I do. And I try not to be. Um, I try not to over manage over manage the, the 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 coaches. I try to give them a little bit of autonomy and own what they do. Um, so I think that that helps too. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, what you said there, creating kind of a mantra, something yeah. that says, hey, this is us. This is how we come together. Yeah. And, and doing that can make such a big difference, creating yeah. that one, that that uh, phrase or whatever. You that know. rally cry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it went, it, I'm going to go back again to, to the last coaching job I had in uh, at George Washington. They love to play their, their fight song. I mean, they oh. play that thing 15 times a game. And... I remember one of my assistants said, they play it too much. I'm sick of it. And I was like, you know what, though? When teams go on the road, I remember when the gymnastics team went out to Oklahoma. The governor of Oklahoma was a GW alum, and they broke out into the fight song with the governor of Oklahoma. You know, and there's a video on on Twitter of the, you know, the team doing the clapping, doing the arm pump and all this. And I was like, that, and I, I don't want to use this word, uh, but I'm going to. That's how you create a cult. You know, you get that cult like every, everyone's on the same page. And culture. Rah, 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 rah. Culture. culture. Not go. cult. That's safer. Yeah, but, but you create that like, hey, we're here, man. We are so with you. Uh, 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 Josh uh, is getting pumped uh, up in his room. Uh, uh, we are, we are Penn State. Oh, Josh, he's, on uh, four, he's on the fourth Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh spent four years working at Penn State, and I spent four years matriculating at Penn State. Yeah. And uh, I can't stand Penn State and hope they lose everything, and Josh still, for some odd reason, thinks they're a decent school. Well, it's because I have a Big Ten championship ring, and you don't. Touche. 
Tucci. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that'll do it. <laughs> they, they lost yesterday. I think they lost yesterday night to Michigan State. Damn. Yeah. That was a weird team. That was a year. fun. That was a fun little year where basketball was good, and now they're back to being basketball. No, listen. Yeah. I worked at University of North Carolina Chapel Hill back in whew, early 2000s. Yeah. When um, who's the coach at? He was on uh, uh, West Virginia staff as an assistant last. The guy they fired at Penn State who took him to the Sweet 16 beat Chambers. Chapel. No, um, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, he beat he but he beat Carolina in the NCAA tournament to go to the Sweet 16. And then two years later they fired the guy. I can't think of his name. Uh, Jerry Dunn. Jerry Dunn, yeah, yeah, Jerry Dunn, the whole guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they fired the guy. It's like he took Penn State to the Sweet 16. What's wrong with you? I mean, it's Penn State. They don't win in basketball. No, they so. don't. So I've seen a couple of decent basketball games at Penn State. Just for the record, my third. Okay. So CJ, you got anything else today? Yeah, for I us? guess yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the hot spot, real Ooh, quick. On the, the hot, hot seat. seat. The hot seat. So as an athletic director, do you still do you still train or do you still uh, get on the court and? Uh, Throw it around with your athletes at all to show them you still got it. Someone just asked me that yesterday. My, <laughs> one of my one of the athletic trainers asked me like like so. Do you when was the last time you played basketball? And I was like, man, I don't think I've touched the ball for like close to three years. Oh, it's I like a Space ball. Jam. It's and he can still beat all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had a, we saw the funny thing is my like my second month here, a bunch of students approached me about a charity staff versus student game. And I'm like, uh, I'm still feeling my way around. I'm like, nah, I don't think so. I'm good. But then my boss came to me. Right? My boss said, John, we need you. You're playing. I'm like, all right, sure, I'll play. And like we, so we got the game. We started the game, and like, um, I was just taking it easy. But then one time, like, I went up to lay the ball up, and one of the students undercut me. And I was just like, it just, it got, it just got real serious. I went to him. I'm like, nah, I'm, like, I'm coming. I'm, I'm coming right now. And like, athlete mode. We were on. We were subbing like every two minutes. And I told my boss, like, no, nah, leave me out. And I was just like, just, just, it just, it just got back. The drums just got back. And I was just like doing stuff. I was so sore to very like, <laughs> I was so sore. Cause I was like, man, cause but prior to that, I probably hadn't picked up a ball for like 10, 10, 12 months. But um, no, these days I just, I'm watching the game. I'm like, man, these guys are so physical. I'm like, can I, can I actually even get in with this? Cause it just, it looks, it looks so different now because I'm so far away from it. But I, I mean, one thing I do these days, I, I just work out. I go to the gym. I just I throw around some weight. And I work out like two, three times a week. That's all I do. But basketball, I haven't touched it in a while. That, that's time. the official administrator's answer because yeah. that's the, we have to get you in touch with our good friend Rick Cantor, who's a deputy AD at uh, at Longwood. Longwood. Okay. And Rick used to work for me, and okay. we asked a similar question, and he said. Yeah, I throw some weight around. I he said, I do something that sucks every day for 60 minutes. That's yeah. what his exact answer was. <laughs> yeah, so, so Rick, you know, he, he keeps moving. And I, I said, Rick, you know, you, you're still deadlifting 600 pounds? He goes, no, no, just, you know, staying healthy now. Yeah. yeah so, you know, that's, you, and, and I still have never had a job where I have to wear a shirt with a collar. So I wouldn't know how, what's like yeah. to have to change at work. <laughs> change into my clean shorts yeah shorts. I, I changed t-shirts twice today yeah oh, all right well hey jump man it was awesome having you on i know uh, uh, thanks a lot. we'll be over friday to have okay. some fun with the teams again um, you have any parting thoughts for us yeah, brother any leadership quotes anything you want to throw our way make us better oh man i just uh leadership leadership quotes one thing i live by is uh don't don't expect others to do it if you can't do if you're not going to do it yourself that's one thing I always I always think about in terms of my profession. So like if, I'm, if I can't do it, I'm not gonna. Act. If I don't, if I'm not gonna do it, I'm not gonna expect my 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 staff to do it. So uh, again, going back to get my hands dirty, I'll get my hands dirty. I mean, I'll wipe the floors. I'll help change the net. Doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's all under the, the the job description. So you know, I uh, mopped the bathroom overflowing twice today mm -hmm. he let us know so i i did fine. i told everyone hey everyone i i did that yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you're allowed to tell people right yes you can. Yeah. all right yeah. well hey thanks again for coming on and we uh, appreciate, no, appreciate it appreciate it all right time. go thanks, pioneers man. heck yeah yes go pioneers you guys have a good night you too you too thanks all right bye so siege just got done talking to john say it say his last name rhymes with absolute Ashalu. 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 John Ashalu, who's the athletic director at Point Park University. Um, and he's a, a baller, too. He, he oh, threw yeah. back 
when he said a kid undercut him, I was I saw the rage in his yeah. eyes, and I couldn't even see him. <laughs> yeah, he was mad. Um, so who? What all teams do we train for Point Park? Honestly, how, how do we help out? Point Park, we just grew. So at first, Cody, Ham, mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. and now we added the interns and Dave. We're coaching just the women: uh, basketball, softball, I believe volleyball. Just those three: basketball, yeah. softball, volleyball. And now, this semester, added women's soccer, added men's soccer, added men's basketball. I'm not sure yet if we're working on the baseball team, but I think it's working. Ooh. And then that's their bread and butter. Not in the <laughs> soccer team. That's what they really recruit for. That you think? You think? I mean, I'm sure their basketball team being in city, you're gonna. Oh yeah, you get you get the best endless. players who didn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Because they want to be. They don't want to be. We just talked about this. That's why Penn State's probably not that good. Right. Because they don't want to be out in nowhere country. Right. They want to be here, and then we even get to work with Chatham. Yeah, so you have my favorite sport in the world. I know, and I'm very lucky because I think hockey players are just – We're built different. Be, they you can, can be, say it. They can be uh, jabronis here and there. Yeah. But when they're in there, they work hard, and oh, they're yeah. hard-working jabronis. Yeah. So we can, I could tell them to bash their head off this wall to play to some EDM music, and they would bash it to the As beat. long as it's to, to Galantis or something like right, that, yeah. Right. Some, like, Russian techno beat. Yeah. <laughs> That's my crew. Uh, so you have the men's hockey team at Chatham. Do we also have the women's hockey women team? Women just came aboard. That's awesome. So the men came because the assistant at RMU is now the head at Chatham. Uh, Matt? Mike Gershon. Oh, I didn't know Mike. Okay, Gershon. go ahead. Yeah, I think I think he was probably a year after you. Matt Nicholas is who I was yeah. thinking of. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get to meet that guy. Okay. Um, called me up over the summer when, when Corona happened. We were talking, 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 hoping it would happen. Pulled the trigger in the fall. Rock and rolled. Corona struck again. We got pulled back. And then with this semester coming up, now they're playing games. The women wanted a piece because the guys were hyping it up so much. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're going to try to grow that there too. That's super exciting. And the women's hockey team at Chatham was groundbreaking that they even existed. Right, At right. such a small school to take on hockey, let alone women's hockey, was just awesome. And they did pretty – apparently they did pretty well last year. They yeah. They were doing pretty well. They, uh, they have a new head coach. They're competitive. Yeah. And I think they're going to pull off. It'll be surprising how they work this year. I mean, Gersh coming from a D1 is going to give them a D1. Oh, yeah. And, and Robert so- Morris, too, knows how to be the the underdog in the hockey world, which it might sound goofy, but, like, you know, in hockey in particular, and not necessarily at the D2, their D2 level. Uh, three. D3 level. Yep. D3 level is a little bit more wide open. Kind of everybody has one. But even still, there's, like, you play D3 at Penn State – you think you're like the man, right? Mm-hmm. Versus playing D three at Chatham, but like being the underdog in hockey is a lot easier, I think, than like a football or you know. Sure, you could sleep on them for sure. Exactly, and then they'd still knock your teeth out and score some goals on you. Still need skates and a stick, right? <laughs> you got to play. Yep. But I think we're drawing so much interest. It's in awesome training the people because the experience that we have here, and I'm not. I'm gonna toot. I'm gonna toot Union's horn here, but all the coaches we have have. Years of D1 experience. Yep. They have professional experience. Yep. We got Grayson, worked with Arizona Cardinals, Ham's trade on is Olympic that athlete. Uh, is that good? Is, is that okay? That, is that good? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Freaking, I worked with the Mets. I've been in the national championship for D1AA. I worked with the, I hate to say this, Ohio State Buckeyes. Don't hate you to know? say that. I, I hate no. you for saying it. I but... hate saying the V. Oh, no. Come on. Yeah. They're. No, I saw a graphic the other day that it was like, what if every school that actually was the largest based on student body made a conference? And it's like the Ohio State is the only one from the Big Ten that's representative. That's fair. Oh, that's not true. Illinois and Minnesota were there, but still. The year I was with Ohio State was the – I think they had like – We talked about it. They had JT Barrett and – They had Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. uh, 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 The dude that took him to the championship that year, uh, Cardell Jones. Yep. JT Barrett, Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. They had all the linemen, Billy Price, Decker, freaking the dudes Stacked. were monsters. Uh, D1 up and down. Mm-hmm. Or uh, first rounders up and down. Yeah. Uh, and I think at Union, the, we're going to find out. We're going to break the surface. This is our first, not even a whole year yet, of working with athletes. And one, I love training athletes. Right. Because they work hard. They have a purpose to it. I yeah. love training. I love training myself in classes but i think it's cool when you have like you're here in the weight room training for your sport to show that it's important yeah 
that if you bang and clang hard in the weight room, you're going to build team chemistry. Yep. You're going to get stronger. You're going to be yep. faster. There's a translation, an equal translation to I work hard here. I'm going to work hard here. I'll have success. And that's, work this is a fairly uncommon solution in athletics right now. But I think it's awesome because the athletes have to train, Got especially it. when you're at a collegiate level. You have to lift weights. You have to train off field, ice, court, whatever. Right. And so I think it's it's just a really unique, awesome setup. And we have so many schools around us. This seems like a no-brainer, doesn't yeah. it? No-brainer. No-brainer. It was just a union was never originally started for this, I think. Right. And then when, you know, I, I, I've been here for a while now, but when Ham got here in a more leadership role, that's where we gravitate to is athletes. Yeah. We love we yeah. love athletes. You know, coaches are great. They can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but coaches are great, and you need them because they bring the athletes in. And I don't know what I'm going to say. No, so we'll you're right. This part out. You're right. Um, I think it's just I think it's awesome, and I think um, what's really cool too is you know the point or uh, the pit powerlifting team trains here. Pit powerlifting trains here, and Kurt and like. That's Curtis. Curtis hates when I say this, but that's those are his babies. Oh, they—he was in there yesterday, stomping around, watching all of them. Like you like know, a, hey, this here, this here. I proud, mean, it was awesome. A proud father yeah. to his children, and they look up to him like he's freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, they do. Which they is, really do. Which is good because they need to because they don't have any older figures to. They right. just learn off what the previous classes. Yeah, learned. yeah. But they have an experienced powerlifter who gets hands on and shows them techniques and is not afraid to work with them while he's training. And right. you don't get that at a lot of right. places because they're focused on their training. But, I mean, Curtis wants powerlifting to grow, and if the youth learn how to train, yeah. like Curtis to train, they're going to be successful and they'll pass it on. And, I mean, our our college scene is kind of blow, blown up. Yeah, I love it. Athlete, powerlifters, I mean, there's no reason that we can't uh, dominate in the sports industry. I'm excited to see what we do in the summer, too. I'm hoping to get some athletes in the summer to stick around and do yeah. internships. Yeah. And even if they're not from Chatham or Point Park, we could pull from, we could pull from Pitt. We could pull from Duquesne if they're here. Yeah. They, they if want you're to. here. But I mean, those schools have strength coaches. Union is basically a giant. We're a, we're a power five strength coach staff. No right. Doubt. Right. It's awesome. And it's we have really more coaches. Cool. Yeah. And if you're concerned from a, uh, hey, I just go to the gym to work out standpoint. Does the athletes do they interrupt the actual gym at all? No, we they we schedule them all around. We schedule them all around our classes. So we'll go all in the performance the performance lab. Usually transitioning, you'll see them finishing up while you're about to warm up, or while you're finishing up, they're probably coming in to start their session. So there's no real interaction or like their t your time is your time and their right. time is their time. And even in the back here in the open lab. We really don't have any interaction. No. Maybe one or two like makeup lifts, but right. it would just be a normal, a normal training just session. Somebody in there working out. Mm -hmm. So if people are worried about that, they have no fear. I think too, it is fun. Like when I see when I come in at night, they're walking in the same time I am, and they're buzzing. Yeah. It gets me going. It, it, you transmit energy. You pass on the energy. I can't imagine being a class walking in as they're finishing up like because right. there's some stank left on that room and you know you got to go in there and there's get some it. sweat on the window yeah and i think i think some of our members are hyped up for it oh i love for it sure i mean like i said it passes down energy if you if you were dragging from work and you walk in and you see a bunch of sweat dripping on the windows yeah. the music's up guys yeah. are clapping up they're supporting each other that gets you already warmed up and ready to rock for your class or your training session last night i was in there squatting and the uh pit powerlifting team was getting after it but the the mood wasn't right. The vibe wasn't right. The and tune set the mood. So we they switched let, up the tunage, it. and, uh, man, they started going after it. Sometimes you got to crank it to 11. I love it. Sometimes you have to spinal tap, crank it to 11. I love it. It I, was uh, absolutely – it's awesome. I think it's the best. Plus, just being around us old guys, us old heads. Old heads. Yeah, we got to – you know, We got to vampire them a little bit and suck their energy. Heck, yeah. Yeah. Or even – even they, we suck their energy. We, we give them advice. It's a trade. Yep. It's a work trade. I love it. I think we need to do a podcast on training and music someday. I would love that. We got into a, a delightful discussion yesterday about external, internal, and I uh, want to save that for another CJ's uh, corner because I need to uh, get a deeper one. I think that's I think that's going to be interesting. Maybe we'll just kick Ham out every time for CJ's corner. Yeah, yeah. I like it. He he checks out sometimes anyway. Yeah, I mean he's just a windbag, and when he's out, he's yeah, out. It's fair. And he won't hear this, so everybody go tell him that we made fun of him. Please. 
He doesn't watch his own own shows. No, he doesn't. Congratulations. All right. uh, This has been the Union Fitness Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Thank you so much to John. Absolute. 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 For joining us, the Point Park AD director. And thank you to all of our student athletes that trust us to train them and the universities that send them here. Uh, that wraps up this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with Curtis and C or no CJ yeah. Jesus the Curtis and Jared. It's okay. Uh, I'm not sure what they got on tap, but they have had some really awesome um, training advice and and fitness advice. And they might have a special guest named Goggins, one of the best powerlifters in the world. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, so you're gonna want to stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll see you later. Cheers.